In this episode of Man vs. Marriage, I don't know what to call this episode, but what do you do when something ain't right? When something's off? Let's go find out. Welcome back to another episode of Man vs. Marriage. It is I, the cute dog in the Moran family studio with my lovely wife, Jeannie Moran. Jeannie, any salutation you please to the audience? Hey, guys. Hey, guys. Remember Izzy? I want to do what Jeannie did. Hey, guys. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that was so funny. All right, let's go ahead and get started with this episode. I'm confused at what to call it, but I'm sure I'll come up with something creative. Um, before I do that, though, make sure you email me if you have a need. A comment, a question, a concern, Quincy at MVSMPodcast.com. Quincy at MVSMPodcast. That's MVSM like man versus marriage. All right, let's get into this. Are there times in your relationship where something just doesn't feel right? I'm sure the answer to that is yes. But if it's only Jeannie and I, then, you know, just stick with us and listen, because <laughs> maybe once in a lifetime it might happen to you. Um, but if, you, if you've been listening to the show for a while, um, it, especially the episode, you know, that uh, predates this one, it was a journey episode about all the things going on in our life as we, you know, learn how to parent adult children that still live in the home, um, as we moved to a brand new state, been here like seven months or so, just uprooted our lives, moved to another state, and we're trying to figure things out. We have autism going on. Uh, now we got weird medical stuff going on. Um, but we're still, we're still communicating. We're still talking, um, we're still conversing, but something in your gut is like, something is just not right here. I will tell you one thing. Your friend who said, don't do anything for the first year when you move was right. Because everything in the last eight months for us is no longer controlled chaos. Like before we moved here, even though we had a lot of medical crap and all the emergencies and things, we had controlled chaos. We knew what to expect. We've been through it a lot. It was like a repeat of patterns, so to say. And we knew how to handle it. Like we had plans in place for if I had to go away for an emergency and you were away at work out of town and we had a group of people that we could call on and handle Hunter, Kiki, whatever. You know, we had things in place for, um, you know, when we couldn't make a payment or something was tight. We we had ways to maneuver these things now. We moved to Texas. I mean, we even knew what the school schedules were, where the kids were going. Like, everything was clockwork in that respect. And we got here, and it's like everything went haywire. We have adults now, so we have some control because this is our home but we don't have control of their decision-making in most aspects, you know, outside of me driving them to and from work. But even that's a choice. They could pay Uber. Mm -hmm. That's their decision. 
Um, the younger ones being in high school, the high school here is very different than what we had before, which is great, but we find ourselves more involved in things and a little bit busier now because we're more hands-on here than we were there. And then Hunter and Kiki are a totally different dynamic because they're no longer in school. They're home all the time. And that, even though he's gotten much better, we're still navigating both of them and it's new environment new place I mean he still doesn't know this is Texas he gets in a car with me and says that license plate this says Texas that does buddy we live in Texas we do why it, it still has not clicked but when we went like now when we went to go look at the house the other day that we're about to step into um, we're in the process of buying a house rather than renting as soon as we pulled up, Bubba said, is this our new house? And everyone in the car just kind of stopped because we weren't telling him this was our new house. And so we told him, yeah, this is, this is going to be our house. Can we go inside? Well, we'll get there. You know, we went inside and checked things out. Him and Kirsten both walked into two bedrooms and said, this is my room. Kiki yelled at Anissa and said, where's my bed? You know, Bubba's like, where's my TV going to go? Totally different people than when we first moved in but everything since we got here it's like a complete 360 from what we had before and it seems weird because we had our first emergency we don't have an emergency plan here we don't have a contingency here I can't just call and say hey I need you to bring your daughter to my house and just wait for me while I handle this I don't I don't have that option anymore and it was really, really weird because that's the first time I think I've ever told you on a phone call, I don't know this hospital. I've never been here. I don't know what I'm walking into. I have no clue what to do. Mm-hmm. Every other time we've known. You know, so it is, he was right. The first year is a cluster big time as far as figuring things out because every single person in this house is going through changes. Yeah. And you and I just kind of fell trapped to that and kind of put us, I don't want to say on the back burner, but I just don't think we were paying enough attention or maybe we were and we just went back to old habits and just said, you know what? We got a lot going on here. We're just not going to touch that right now. I don't think so because I, I took the time to listen to our last journey episode and we had figured it out. We identified it. That's why I told you, go back and listen to that. It'll surprise you. We figured it out. But once we left that session, like that podcast session, we went right back to life. And we didn't follow up on what we talked about. And it caused some issues, especially some that we're talking about, we're going to talk about today. But the thing I want to I kind of figure out, I want to I help our listeners kind of understand when something's off... How do you bring that up? How do you how do you bring it up in a in a way that doesn't put your spouse on defense? Because, I think that depends on what's off. Well, the the premise of this is it feels like something's off, but I don't know what it is. Mm-hmm. And that's that's where I mean, I think in this instance, you know what it was. Mm-hmm. I didn't know what it was. And so I'm going, 
like we we were supposed to podcast last week and it's like okay you know we can't podcast right now we need to have a discussion we need to talk about what's going on in our life because there's because it's marriage it's like there's always new material and there with our household there's always material but i don't i don't want to sit down and just do a podcast to do it that's not what i promised i would do i promised that i would share our life and our journey to help make people better and so you know i can i can do a podcast but if i know there's something going on um it's like I need to I need to dig in. I need to lean into this situation to see where we're at because we we were off. Even though we were talking about so many different things, there was something off with us. And um, so, I mean, my first goal here is to help our audience because maybe maybe something's off. Maybe something's off for your relationship, and it's been off a long time. And you're still going through. I don't want to say going through the motions. I mean, you still love your spouse. You still love your family. You you still have things going on, even to the extreme where it's like maybe you don't love your spouse right now. Maybe you're really, maybe you just don't like them, and everything is frustrating you. That's telling you, that's an indicator that something's off, and you need to talk about it. And it's not easy to do if you don't have the tools to communicate, which we have we have all those tools. But this this particular piece got past us. So how, like if I want to create a new buzzword when I feel like something's off, what can we say so that you understand that, you know, I feel like there's something going on or vice versa, you feel like there's something going on, but we can use a buzzword that's not, that's not going to, make either one of us defensive because you know how it feels when it's like hey we need to talk tonight it's like ooh, great then you start running through a litany of things of what the heck have i done what is she going to be mad about you know what did i not do etc so that's one thing i want to do is try to put together a buzzword for that so if you're feeling some kind of i sometimes i say it's like you're feeling heartburn about something or you've got Maybe you had a tough conversation and there's a little residue left over. You want to be able to address it. Um, so maybe until further notice, we'll just use the buzzword heartburn unless there's something else. You know, it's like, hey, maybe can we talk? I feel like I got some heartburn. Can we talk through that? So that's the first way. And and, and if that phrase doesn't work for you, I mean, first thing you got to do is finish listening to this episode so we can give you some ideas on how to get through this. Because maybe you're dealing with this right now. Maybe it's a right now thing. Um, you might need to talk to your spouse about listening to this. And so, I hope this year Gene and I are going to get sophisticated enough where we can make this a video because we know some people just do not listen to podcasts they only want video so we're going to work on that um but we want to be able to give you a place where you can say okay here it is and we we did an entire episode on buzzwords that i think will help you in your relationship tremendously because it's really helped Jeannie and i um you know when uses it, a situation yeah i mean if if Jeannie or i say to each other speed bump we know exactly how to prepare ourselves for information that might come up. 
if one of us says rain check, we have a full understanding. There's tons of grace if you need a rain check. Um, if we say, I got to say it ugly, we understand completely what that means. Um, if we're in a very, very tough conversation or we're in an exciting conversation and we say, hey, what does that look like? Um, or we say, okay, what did you hear me say? Those are Bud's words to say, hey, take a step back. We need to communicate a little deeper. Going to the clouds, hard conversation. Yeah, There's, hard talks. It. Yeah. Th- those are... Those we need are, to have a coffee talk usually means um, we, we need to talk about family business, things like that. Yeah. Like so we've missed something. <laughs> yeah, not that this show is about buzzwords, but it's a, for me, it's something where it's like, I want to help you guys get to the discussion quicker than it, it did for me. Because it just in all, just in all honesty and all like to be as candid as possible, it's hard for me to do a lot of things when there is, when there is some kind of ought or frustration in my marriage. It's just hard. I, it kind of works on me. And then when I'm communicating with Jeannie or whatever, there's an impasse there because I'm frustrated about something. I don't know what that means. I don't, I don't know why, but I like to have things as clean and clear as possible between her and I. So, this can give you an opportunity and, and you know, timing is everything when you do these things. So you want, you're going to want to let this out and then set some time aside, put your phone down and talk to your spouse. So for now, we're just going to use the, the terminology heartburn unless we come up with something else. Um, and then, so what happened? What happened with Jeannie and I? Well, we were going through just, a ton of things. Go listen to the journey episode. It's like an hour and 22 minutes. It's crazy. We were going through so many different things at one time. Um, and we were talking about all those things going on at one time. And then there was a situation where I had some resentment built up. Um, and then we kind of put talking about us on the back burner because we just... I think what we assessed is that we just didn't have any more capacity to talk about. We were exhausted emotionally, mentally, physically. I mean, this, I would say since the end of December. Yeah. It has been just one thing after another. And each one was an emotional blow. Mm-hmm. So, and not all of them were bad, but we just couldn't level out. Yeah. You know, and the, the closer, you know, end of December, I had my procedure, which whether you mean it to or not, always has an emotional impact. Mm-hmm. Um, and then our daughter telling us that she's going to be moving mm-hmm. and, you know, who she's moving with, where she's moving, why she's moving, that all came up and and you know we all know they're going to leave at some point but this was not how we had seen this situation playing out and then the contention with what was going on with her and our relationship 
and the other kids and how they were feeling in the house and trying to manage the kids' emotions and make sure that they're okay and giving them the floor to say, okay, what are you going through? Where is your mindset in this? How is your heart? So that we're making sure that they're okay. Mm -hmm. We just, I don't think we had anything left. I didn't. I, I had gone through a whole week of just complete and total shutdown. I, yeah. I, like, I went into my books. I sat with Hunter and Kiki. I was checked out. And, and, and I was perfectly okay being checked out. Because I had nothing else to give. Anything that I was going to give was either going to be out of anger and hurt or I just wasn't going to be able to meet the nurturing need that was being presented. I didn't feel like I had enough on either side. So I just done. Yeah. And, and you know, you had talked about choosing numb, mm -hmm. but you know, with what we have going on, you know, the challenge with our two autistic children, I mean, that's, uh, that's two pieces. And then the three girls, and what they were doing, the three older girls and, and the challenges we were going through with them, you know, now we're up to five pieces. And then um, we're looking at what are we going to do about moving out of a house, buying a house. There, Now you're on piece number six. Well, and don't discount one of the little ones is struggling because she's going into her senior year in... Yeah, feels like the weight of the world is sitting on her shoulders and she's got to make all these decisions. And for her, she thought she needed to make them like right now. Yeah. Well, I wasn't done <laughs> counting. So thanks for stealing my thunder. What are you doing over there? So then you got... Making uh, you better. Then, what's that? Making you better. Oh, well, thank you. I appreciate that. So then you got the situation with one of the girls in school. Um, and then, you know, after that, you know, the next situation that comes up is that one of our daughters is moving and it's what we don't believe it's for the best just based on how the thing, how things came about. So, and, and look, a lot of these things are just life. It's just mm -hmm. life. And for us, you know, it kicked us in the balls for a little bit. It did. So, I mean, you know, that's seven different things going on at one time. Um, Not to mention your job and the timing and. You know, you're going into the, um, what the kids and I refer to as your on season, where it's like from the beginning of spring until the end of fall before the weather gets crappy. This is the season that everything just speeds up for you. So yeah, and the it's, expectation it, of you being gone more, and you know, summer's coming, and, and all these things are coming up all at one time, but because we're in the spot that we're in and your leaving is happening at the same time, we're all kind of like teetering on what can we do? What kind of time do we have? Who's going to be available? It's just a lot to balance right now. It really is. Yeah, it, it, it truly is. Um, and like I say, some of this is just, some of it's normal. Some of it's, you know, above and beyond normal. And so we were talking about all of these things and making sure that the, uh, you know, that the girls were good and making sure that, you know, we're doing what we can for Hunter and Kirsten. And we're talking pretty consistently. We're still even going and you know, doing hockey. We're still, we went to a basketball game. We're still doing family things. But we didn't sit and just talk us. Mm -hmm. We didn't talk Jeannie and Quincy mm -hmm. because these other things had us 
like really distracted. And it was basically just all we could handle. And, you know, you combine that with the newness of mm-hmm. where we're at. My thing was like, don't do anything for six months. I think Putter was correct, you know, when he gave me advice on moving. And, and actually, it was Putter and my buddy Craig um, that were like, don't try to do nothing for a year. Probably more Craig than, than Putter, but like you say, that was that was brilliant because Craig was right. He's done this before. Mm-hmm. You haven't. I have, but not truly as like... Not with this many kids and yeah. all the responsibilities. When you did it, it was just you moving you. Yeah, and that's what that's, yeah. you know, particular was going to say. And, you know, you add the strain of the rising cost of everything going oh, on. God, and trying to find a house. I hate house shopping. <laughs> I, I mean, you love shopping, so how? I hate house shopping. I absolutely hate it because you and I are never on the same page. That's not true. It is true because, okay, so we the, the realtor and I went through this. We both have a list of box boxes that need to be checked for this house. And... You have a a, a thought process, which I appreciate, but I have been through this for 23 years. This is not going to get finished. And I'm not saying that as a dig to you. I'm saying this looking at scheduling, work, children, life, and the chaos that has been the last eight months. This is not happening. Buying a house that we need to make major changes on to save some money and over the long term have something better i i have a really hard time wrapping my brain around that because i need certain things to be certain and waiting for a bedroom to be built or waiting for you know walls to be fixed or whatever you know, not having a home office was a big issue for me because if you don't have a home office, you don't have a home to work in. You have to go to Dallas to the office or you're out on the truck. And half the point of this job was being able to work from home and being able to be closer when we needed things. That was a huge thing in my head when we were shopping. Um, but I don't like it because we would find something you get excited about it. You put your offer in and it comes crashing back and you're like, yeah, we can't, we can't go any higher than that. We can't adjust. And then you got to go look for another one. And then you find another one you're excited about and the same crap happens. And so, I mean, I get it now because the house that we're getting, I think is a really good fit. There are a couple things that um, will need to be fixed, but they're not like massive things changes we we already know how to work with it as is we don't have to make a major change right off the bat um outside of kiki and hunter's safety doors you know what i mean but um your schedule just does not allow for you to be able to be home to do major projects we've planned projects for years and we just could never get the time locked down and when we did have the time, it was like, dude, you have a weekend off. Why are we working? Take the weekend off. So it's kind of a, a balance issue for us. But the emotional stress that comes with buying a house, I hate it. I hate it. Yeah. Well, and just where I was on it, I 
I think I think you let things get in the way from um, buying an opportunity uh, that'll end up giving us the best of both worlds at a at a payment that's much more comfortable, but will take time. Like I don't I don't have to have the perfect house to begin with. Um, I'm satisfied if we have a roof over our head, and then we work through the process from there. Because at the end of the day, what what good is a great house if you have to leave because you can't pay for it? So that that's where I'm at. And the problem there is that um, I don't think either one of us were really listening to one another as we should have and giving each other the grace to say, well, here is where I am and here's where I am. And these are the places because, uh, I mean, you don't remember it, but you got into glitch mode and you just wouldn't listen to what I wanted, what I wanted to say. So I felt like, well, I guess I'm just here for the money piece. And then, you know, you'll get the rest figured out. And um, that was only part of the issue. But fortunately, we found this particular place. And on my admin day, I will have a place to work um, during the week. And then for podcasting, we'll have it set up so we can have a bedroom for a bedroom. And then we can have a podcast studio and then the day when I'm, the day when I'm home, you know, doing my admin office work, I have a place that's separated from everything else, you know, to be able to to do the work. So ultimately, it works out for the best. But in that situation, yeah, I work. It's hard to get projects done. It's hard for all of us to get projects done. Um, but I just, if you didn't know. We're just different people mm-hmm. when it comes to that. So we don't think alike. Shocker. Yeah, I'm. I'm on the practical side of saying, in a couple years, a few of these girls are not going to be here. So I'm not buying this house built around them. I'm buying this house built around four people, because that's our forever, and that's the way I'm looking at it. So if those four people are covered, it's not going to be the end of the world for these other people to suffer a little bit, but to have a roof over their head, to have lights, to have hot water, to be able to wash their clothes, to be able to eat. Um, Because it's really not suffering. I can tell you what suffering is. No, I know that. I I can go, I can show you, um, I can tell you about living dirt poor. I mean, we've suffered before, Mm -hmm. you know, in our deal. Now, not, not to the level of like third world suffering, but we've been to the place where we, you know, you know, we've been to that place. So if the kids have to rough it a little bit, they're going to survive and be fine. But you and Hunter and Kirsten need stability. The other girls, they're a few years away from going to live their life. So planning this next 10 years around them matters less to me because I need to make sure that you three are taken care of. Now, they maybe they maybe a couple of them stay at home. You know, Mo's going to be gone. She's going to do her military thing, college. She's doing that. Sophia's going to be gone. Um, and probably Hannah might be around for a little while. Um, we don't know what Joe is. Joe might up and go make music in California. Gracie's a couple years, you know, a year probably from being out of here. Ashlyn's gone already. 
So that's, that's where my thought process is to say, these are the people I'm going to make sure have what they need. These other people, it's not going to be perfect for them, but that's the side of life that we're on. It just can't be perfect for them until we're gazillionaires and then everything's perfect. But we came to the, to the right place. We found the right house. Um, you know, the financial side is a little scary, but we have some cushion to make sure we can make it. And then that'll be that. But that was just part of the, that was part of the residue, you know, that was between us. But it's never, it's never really about, quote, the dishes. Mm-hmm. It's about something else that goes deeper. And Jeannie now will get into, we're going to get into exactly that in another episode. Um, but I, I want you to know in this episode, I think it was really important um, for you to understand when something's off, what do you do? So let me finish with that. Let me finish with the what you do. How do you approach it? Do you say, do you say something hurtful to your spouse? Guys, do you make a, a funny, not funny dig at your spouse because you're upset about something and then that creates a spark, that spark creates a fire, and then you're yelling or screaming? Does, is that where it goes? Or do you all start to retract from one another? Do you allow frustration or bitterness or whatever to start guiding um, to start guiding you and then you you're not talking and then you're getting farther and farther away and then you start treating each other poorly because there's something unspoken there's some silent expectation that is in the middle of you two or you thought something should have gone a certain way or you know maybe someday you there was a day that you know, you didn't have a lot of sleep and you were frustrated and you reacted the wrong way to something. Um, and you said words that bit your spouse and you never went back to fix it. Any number of combinations of things, if you know something's off, how do you address that? How can you do it in a way that's not going to cause them to get defensively immediately? That, to me, is important. Okay, honey. Something's off. And Jeannie and I will find that either, like, I don't know how you recognize something's off. I recognize it, um, A, from my own internal clock or gauge or temperature, whatever. Um, B, uh, by looking at my wife's habits because she gets a certain way when she's starting to kind of, you know, check out or whatever you want to say. Uh, C, in our sex life, if, I mean, we routinely get to the point we want to get to. Just, I mean, you know. We both get off, yeah. Yeah, we, we climax, okay, that's happening. Orgasm, I don't know. This is an adult show, so we can say that. But, you know when something's off, when it's like, oh, the connection, the, the connection seemed a little fuzzy there. And then maybe the next time it's like, I'm not feeling that connection that we have. Like, what's off? Um, I don't know. Maybe the text messages are coming back really short. Or you miss giving your spouse a kiss at night 
once in a while because maybe they're just frustrated or they're not. Who knows? You have to determine how you understand or look at how it seems when things are off. And that's where you approach your spouse and say, I mean, for us, if we remember, it's going to, until we get into practice, buzzword, like speed bump, we got so much practice with that. We know what it is all the time. Um, but for this, it's like, hey, there's some heartburn. Um, and I, I need to talk about it. So from there, we're going to plan some time where it's just us and either get out of the house or come up to the room um, and have a discussion about us. And it's like a focused discussion without answering email or text or looking at the alerts on your phone or anything. It's It's got to be focused discussion, which should be the majority of your discussions. And I'm as guilty as anybody of, you know, having a discussion and answering email from work or whatever. So that when you when you realize something's off talk to your spouse about creating this buzzword and then sit down together and just ask what's going on i mean it's like okay both of us know do you agree that there's a problem like you know with you and i it's like yeah okay we you know i would if you don't mind please just tell me where you're at and, and what's happening, and I'm going to sit here and listen. And I'm going to refrain from thinking of all the excuses of why I acted a certain way based on how you feel, and I'm just going to listen. I'm just going to let you pour it out. And then we can talk about, we can talk about those things um, when you're done, and then I'm going to share with you where I'm at, and we'll talk about those things. And then hopefully we can take one at a time and leave the past out of it and you know, help to resolve some issues. And if you need help with that, email me. That's why I share the email address up front. And have the courage to email me if you have questions. I mean, that's the only way that we're going to get better is if we need help, we ask for it. And sometimes Jeannie and I are terrible at that too, is asking for help. So that was that was the uh, eighth thing, which was finances. Were, were a little tough. And so that was another point of discussion as well. I think that was number eight or number nine. So we did have a lot happening, you know, which is just our life. We had a lot going on. So um, if you're in that place right now, you got a lot going on and you feel like something's off in your relationship, you know, I used to be the kind of guy that would just rip off the Band-Aid no matter where we were and not approach it to where my wife felt comfortable to talk. Um, I would make, you know, little dig jokes at her because I was upset and, uh, I thought humor was the way to get there. It's not. Mm-mm. It would just piss me off. Yeah. Maybe, uh, maybe with your spouse it is, but, uh, it didn't work for us. So <laughs> plenty of practice trying that one out, guys. Um, so with that, we'll close this episode out, um, if something is off and you don't know how to bring it up, send me an email, quincy at mvsmpodcast.com. I am here to help you. If you haven't heard why the podcast, if you haven't heard Do You Matter, if you haven't gone back to the multiple episodes, we're well over the 220s, maybe into 230s now. We're doing this to help you. 
We're using our life uh, and our journey to help you. And maybe we're not going through the same thing you are, but I can guarantee you it's pretty darn close in some form or fashion, and we can help you through it. We're not perfect, um, but we are each day trying to get better and trying to improve our relationship after 23 years. So let us know how we can help you. You got anything else to say, honey? No, I think you covered most of it. Good. Well, if I only covered most of it, what's left? I think that's probably the next episode. Oh, yeah, that one's going to be fun. Don't miss the next episode. I think it's going to be very helpful for you. Hey, you can always count on us to create more content for the show. Both of us, not just me. Just ask the realtor. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I thought his response was great. Looks like you kids got a few things to talk about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, you're right, Chuck. All right, guys, that is it. She is Jeannie Moran. I'm Quincy Moran. And this is Man Versus Marriage, the podcast. <laughs>